Boom. Hello and welcome to the Executive Protection Lifestyle Podcast with your host, Byron Rogers. This podcast is dedicated to the executive protection practitioner, the private security professional. In this podcast, we're going to talk about the mental, emotional, psychological, physiological fitness that goes into being an efficient and effective executive protection agent. Whether you're in law enforcement, whether you're a mom that's looking at how to protect her children or a father that's focused on how to protect his family, I believe this podcast has something for all of you. We might even get into some tales from the crypts of true Hollywood stories from time to time. I'm doing this podcast because I feel the reality of this job is simple. If you really want to be good at executive protection, it's more than just a job. It really is a lifestyle. And those of you who've been in the game for any serious amount of time, you already know what I'm saying is true. So if that sounds interesting to you, Enjoy the show. Out. Boom. What's up, you guys? Byron Rogers here once again. And today I got one of my good friends and a dude I work a lot with, Aaron Molden, up in the game. It's an honor to have you here again, brother. Thanks for having me, man. Heck yeah, man. So um, as I think I've mentioned before, I've worked quite a bit with Aaron uh, with a number of large events um, but we've just been kind of swimming around in the same water and, you know, keeping in contact with each other and working on and off with each other in this game for a few years now. So when I thought of this topic, one person came to mind for sure, uh, which the topic is going to be branding. But nonetheless, um, I know I'm not going to introduce you as well as you introduce yourself. So, yeah, man, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, brother. Hey everyone, uh, I'm Aaron Malden. Um, I'm the um, currently I'm the um, executive protection operation and training manager for AS Solution, which is one of the, the largest um, EP firms in North America. Um, my background is obviously uh, served the little time in the God loving Marine Corps as a lean mean shit bag Marine, literally. Raw, raw. Uh, <laughs> from there, you know, for the last 13 years, um, I've been uh, truly blessed on working protection operations on an international level from, you know, A-list celebrities to movie productions, um, high net worth individuals, corporations, uh, an OGA, and I even joke around even equestrian horses. So that's just kind of my, it. but uh, the last 10 have been in project management uh, or a leadership position uh, to include, I've uh, set up, implemented, ran over 250 training programs um, in the private sector for that time. That's what's up. Even equestrian, <laughs> even equestrian horses. That's that's cool, man. That's what um, the time, but it's pretty interesting, <laughs> right? So, like, when did this whole EP thing like actually happen for you? Um, Where did this come from? Yeah, so I actually just uh, going to talk about my third episode of the Truth About Executive Protection. But I was a limo driver. I got out of the Marine Corps. I didn't know what to do. Uh, my buddy Ronnie had a, a limo company. I was uh, 26, and I was actually the Youngest limo driver in Vegas at that time. There was only 70 of us before CLS came in and flooded the market. But that's where I think I, I learned um, service for the client, um, vehicle setup, you know, how to look and, and, and look the part, work the part. And during that time, uh, being flexible it allowed me to go to school, go to as many training schools as I could. I was trying to break in the industry, and actually, um, detail from your area came in. And uh, uh, they're using me as their contract driver for their advanced team. I was like, hey, like, who are you guys? What are you doing? Why are you counting steps? And this is before, you know, smartphones and technology. So we were doing it the OG way, right? So 
you know, and just be me being me, like Hong is going to take it to Caesars. I'm like, well, it's, um, you know, three quarters of a mile with four stoplights. We hit all stoplights. You know, it's going to be X amount of time because each time, and he's just looking at me, he goes, how do you know this? I'm like, just, I'm, at the time, I called myself the limo master, right? So I was always betting clients, my high, high net worth clients that I can get them there and save the time. They're always betting gambling because it's Vegas, right? That's uh, what's up. That's when I learned about EP is I started getting more and more of these advanced teams coming in and driving uh, these teams and getting to know the game. And uh, then they told me about, you know, ESI. I went out there and did their, I did their full EP online course uh, or distance learning. And then I went to their 30 day uh, PSD course. And then from there I got out and I, uh, I think I sent out 89 resumes with nothing back, right? So I'm young, I'm eager. Yeah, so, um, but it was actually the alumni network that was an old Google or Yahoo chat uh, that um, I got my first gig doing a RST, but it's all about the hustle, right? So even though I was either driving limos or working part-time as, as residential security, I went and literally applied to every security company, G4S, SOS. There it is. Yeah, uniformed. There it is. This is what I can offer you. You know, this is what I can do. And, you know, hey, I'll get a call. Hey, we got a Rolex or a jewelry rep coming in. Uh, they need arms transport, pick them up from the airport, take them to the meetings, and take them back to the airport. And then I would even do stuff where, you know, they would have workplace violence. So I'd be at a standing halls and halls and static for eight hours a day. But the thing is that I put myself out there. Um, yep. You know, the biggest is big. I kind of built a reputation, which helped me move to uh, other aspects of uh, uh getting into executive protection. Heck yeah, dude. There it is, man. There's that common thread. I get asked this question all the time. Like, yo, how do you get into the game? I'm like, how many companies do you apply to, man? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you know. it, it is, I'll be working with guys. So I'm like, dude, like, how did you get here? I applied. <laughs> right. You know, like, guys that were slugs. Like, they were just, they had no reason being here. And I'm like, hey, man, like, how'd you get in those details if I applied? Like, you're literally asking them because they suck. <laughs> you're like, how did you even, why are we doing, why are you here with me right now? And they're like, oh, I just, you know. <laughs> Getting on those new details, like, I was a sponge, man. You know, I, like, I, I, like I said before, I'm blessed because I've worked with so many talented people. Yeah. And, you know, it's just like, just learning from them and, and taking away from their experiences. And I think what makes the industry so unique that, Every detail is uh, different because it's based yeah. on the culture, the client, the budget, the threat level. So you can be, you know, you got guys that are just like overzealous. I'm like, hey, dude, there's not pursuing doom chasing us around. Like, no one knows who the client is. We're just here to mitigate risk and facilitate trash. Yeah, facilitate a, a streamless line of service getting to and from. So, right. but I think, you know, working hard, it's, and it's funny because when we, when we look back, like, you know, like the, it's, what we have to do to get in and then sustain, right? And, and, and train. But I think when we start off in our young days, we are all about the hard skills, right? Like, oh, driving and shooting, I'm going to surveillance and we're, yep. you know, Hondo rolls, all this cool stuff. And then I go to a corporate job and I'm getting ate up because I don't have corporate etiquette. My, my communication skills were bad. And that's what the, a big thing that I'm doing within the global training is I'm removing all military and law enforcement lingo from our curriculum to help better prepare people uh, for the private sector. So when a client goes, Hey, we want to ask me. Yeah. You know, Hey, we want to, we want to put our guys through a CQB course. Well, my corporate terminology for CQB is structural clearing. 
<laughs> it's so PC. It makes me a little bit sick, but it's awesome because what you're doing is smart. You know what I mean? Like, I, I I've said it before. I'll say it again. I've seen a I've seen good warriors lose in this game because they couldn't like get the finesse together. You know what I'm saying? And they couldn't like refocus their optics on what was really important. Now, you know, um, and it's tragic, man. <laughs> you know, I'm like, I'd go into a house with this guy, but he's going to get himself killed on this detail. <laughs> you know? You know, and I think that's why, like, you know, now when I started, there was no social media, right? There was just MySpace. Now, yeah. we're, now we got LinkedIn. We got, you know, Facebook, LinkedIn. Right now, for all you guys who are watching, if you don't have a LinkedIn account, you're trying to break up, break in the industry, work in the industry, or survive and thrive, you have to have a LinkedIn account. And there's, uh, I know you want to get into the branding, so I don't want to start. Yeah, you know, we we, we, we will flow with it. You know, we just flow with it. (laughs) You know, I can't, I mean, I can't harp harp on having a LinkedIn account, and it's easy. The best way to build a successful LinkedIn account is open a page. (laughs) Do it. Actually do it. Complete the page. Yep. All the way finished. And then uh, I have what I call like my my morning high performance habits rituals, which um, I spend 15 minutes every morning on LinkedIn. And what I do is you got to have that engagement piece. So you set up a page, right? You complete the page and then 15 minutes of like, hey, let's connect. So I would go to, you know, hey, go to SOS or Gavin Becker or AS Solution and I'd see all the employees and I would connect. I'd spend 15 uh, minutes every morning. So last year when I um, uh, finally got around to really getting into my LinkedIn account because obviously you know, I was big on Facebook, but yeah. I needed to get into that. I had 718 connects on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. I had 8,000. And those yeah. are all people within the security industry, within the industry, and just you know connect with them. And the big thing too is what we've talked about is if you don't put yourself out there, you're not going to know. And a lot of people are scared yeah. to ask questions or, mm-hmm. um, you know, hey, write, write a blog. LinkedIn has articles. So if you get on my LinkedIn page, I think I have almost 30, 30 something articles that I've written. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. on, and then I had to some, have someone go back and. And yeah, yeah, simplify. <laughs> but no, that, that's an, an important piece. No, 100%, man. Like, oh, man. And when it comes to getting out there, there's just so much to be said, man. Like the LinkedIn piece is huge. I think LinkedIn is your digital uh, resume. You know what I'm saying? Like that is first contact very often. Um, and that thing's got to be cleaned up. That's your, that, that, that's got to be done right. If you don't know how to get it done right, go on Fiverr or go somewhere and find a professional and get it done right. You know what I'm saying? Like, and you know, I, I can barely read and write, man. So yeah, I, I'm with you. <laughs> and Fiverr, if you guys don't know that, that is a great resource. But most awesome, most important on your LinkedIn page when you do a picture. I don't know what it is with the security. <laughs> driving with his phone, and he's like, he has this like, <laughs> hey, just stand behind a white or a solid wall. With yeah. iPhones, you have the, the portrait mode. Take a picture of yourself smiling. So be friendly. Be friendly because I want to know that you're not just some cyborg from the planet Alderaan. Knuckle dragger, tough guy. Yeah. <laughs> I'll 
also too, when we talk about, that's a big thing that I've talked about. That's like, I'm just a knuckle dragger. Well, if you say that you, you're letting people, that's what you perceive yourself. And that's all you're ever going to be. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> For instance, if we were um, side client, I'm going in the city and I need some support agents. I need some support drivers. And I reach out to a company like, Hey, these are your four guys. The first thing we're going to do is get on LinkedIn and I'm going to make sure that what they're providing me uh, is in line with what they have on LinkedIn. And the mm-hmm. biggest thing is I will look at their, their training and their experience. But what I'm most important looking for is mm-hmm. those LinkedIn skills that say, uh, I've taken a class in emotional IQ. I have soft yeah. public speaking and LinkedIn learning is probably the best source right now. Um, if you get on my LinkedIn page, you'll see some of the classes like, you know, how to lead leaders and how to manage difficult people and all those stuff that really um, work. And it's $500 a year. There's over 10,000 classes and you can do stuff from security to how to understand uh, emotional IQ at a basic to advanced level in the corporate space. There's a class on that. I took a class on how to um, <clears throat> converse with the executive. With one of my clients, it's literally changed the dynamic of how yeah. we interact because this, this client probably gets 500 to 1,000 emails a day, right? Right. So when he asks me something, I'm like, oh, well, I write this big dissertation. This is what we're going to do. He doesn't read it. So literally, I just put, if he sends me an email, I answer it in the subject line and hits Because that's all he's going to see. So there's different levels of- It's like ad copy for CEOs. <laughs> yeah. Can't harp it enough. Get on there, look at the classes. You can do a mobile app. So like if I'm flying on a plane, I can download the class. You have to take- Take a, there's a test. So you have to, to pass and then it prints you a cert with your name on it. Man, okay. Yo, that's huge. You said like three huge things. I didn't want to interrupt you, but like this whole LinkedIn learning thing, I didn't even know about the LinkedIn learning thing. So you can take classes. All my posts. Yeah, I know, right? You can take classes and then LinkedIn essentially gives you a certification and basically puts on your digital resume that you completed these classes. Yeah, and, and it- and it builds that's when we talk about building a brand, it actually improves like when you look on someone's LinkedIn page, you can see those courses. It's highlighted in their skill set. Nasty. Ah. That's so good. And it shows the person's interest. It shows where their mind's at. It shows the type of things they're training. So like if you're trying to demonstrate value or like uh, validate yourself in a specific way, you can take these courses and you're putting skin in the game. You know what I'm saying? First of all, you're dedicated to learning 500 bucks a year. So you're not messing around. Second of all, you're actually doing these courses and getting the certification and passing the comprehension test at the end of them. Like that's a way to shine these days. If you want to shine, you just got to work a little bit harder than everybody. (laughs) Nobody like everyone's so soft. All you got to do is put in a little bit of work and you look like a demigod out here. You know what I'm saying? And the key thing is like I've said before, where it's just, uh, I'm trying to pull it up on my, my phone, but yeah, like, so yeah. Um, setting team goals, being a good mentor, developing competitive strategy, process improvement foundations. Like you can, like, if you want to start a membership company, there's yeah. business, um, business basics. Like I want to build a membership base organization on the internet. They'll, yeah. they that. The great thing about it is, um, <clears throat> let's say you're moving into management and you really got to start doing uh, budget projections for your team, for your training and your travel, you can go on and take a advanced Excel um, training class and you actually get a Microsoft certification. So that's, that's a, awesome. Your resume. 
right? Yeah. And you're trying to get into this game, man, like I, you guys need to, if you're trying to get into this game, I would suggest you get out there and start hammering on all those LinkedIn learning wickets, man. Like, yeah, get an EP course school under your belt, but now, and and then I can speak for myself as well when I'm looking at guys and I'm suggesting guys and pushing guys and staffing with things. Um, I'm looking for guys that also have those soft skills. I know for a fact me putting on that, uh, I have a background in psychology, the strategic interventionist stuff that uh, I got certified with through Tony Robbins and all that type of stuff has gotten me play in the game. You know what I'm saying? So um, I'm going to go crush some of that LinkedIn stuff, (laughs) you know? Boss is like 30 minutes, 40 minutes, somewhere an hour. Um, Yeah. There's printable uh, docs. So, you know, coming in on the training piece, right? Like, yeah. Hard skills, 100%. You got to understand there, there's two components. You got to have those hard skills. So we know that you know how to, you know, bang, run, take, jump, or take care of yourself. You have the mental, um, mental capacity to deal with situations. But, you know, that is important. That's 1% of the job. 99% of the job, you're communicating, you're writing reports, sending emails, talking with clients. Yep. You know, big, uh, a big thing is, uh, you know, we talk about the power of persuasion or social engineering, right? That's yeah, influence. Yeah, and so uh, almost eight years ago, I was um, I was honored to work with a retired Secret Service guy, and we were doing advance, and he just mm-hmm. talked, "Hey, this guy, guys." So I'm like, "Man, I'm gonna learn so much from this guy." Like, this is yeah. well, he didn't have this badge to flash around anymore to get anything done. Mm-hmm. And he didn't really have the emotional IQ or the social skills mm-hmm. to people to get things done because when we go in we can't like even if we told them who our client was no one would know anyway so it wasn't like yeah. importance. we just had to get things done and mm-hmm. he struggled a little bit so that was a, a big thing where you know he he realized i'm like hey different game toastmaster course yeah local to- toastmaster so if you're not a good communicator or you know you can't you're afraid of public speaking where you got to get over that because you know you're your representation of your client, the way you yeah. speak to yourself and the relationships that you build, you know, especially, you know, like when we work together, we're in the, we go to the same cities, same venues all the time. So mm-hmm. we built that relationship. So when we go in there, like everything yeah. won't fight to get things done. Right. Yeah. 100%. And like, I mean, I've said it, I'll say, and I'll say it again, when you're dealing with, all the different factors that need to come together in order to make the detail work. Yo, that FBO person, like they're your client for that a couple minutes while you're talking to them, the chicks at the front desk at the hotel, the concierge lady, like you need to have them understand very quickly that you guys are all on the same team. You're, you're no better than them and that you guys got to work together to get this thing done. Like the social influence of it is huge, you know? So if looking at executive protection as a whole, hard skills, soft skills, all of it as a whole, what would you say, what does executive retention essentially mean to you? What does it mean to you, Bo? <laughs> well, basically, I call it your executive protection. My term is you're a high-speed administrative assistant that specializes in risk mitigation and security. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's my definition. The, the point is that we know, you know, we're not in – if we're not like working in, you know, Beirut or Bogota or Iraq or Afghanistan where the threat level is so high, you can kind of dictate, 
how things go. But in the corporate realm, when you're dealing with a billionaire where that time is money, right? Uh-huh. So the main job is like, when we go on that detail, just like with you, we have to make their point A to point B to point C fluid. You know, that they're, uh, <clears throat> and so they can focus on their job, not getting stuck in traffic, bad routes, getting dropped, lost in venues, uh, et cetera. So that's the service standpoint. We're providing a service so they can fully focus on their business. So as EP agents, we're actually a micro business. Right? Mm. So if there's 10 of us, we're 10 individual micro businesses, right? Because we all at one point touch or connect with the client. And the service that we provide makes our clients able to um, do more and be more <clears throat> um, productive. For instance, uh, when I talk about that service, uh, South America uh, client had meetings uh, down there. Traffic was like terrible. Horrible. I've been down there. That's a venue. It'll take two hours to get there. Even with a police escort, you still it still sucks. <laughs> yes, we didn't have that. So trying to get back and forth. So you know, if we had eight trips, eight meetings for that trip, you know, I'm losing. You know, it's, it's taken me 24 hours, which is literally almost three days to try to advance eight meetings in one town. And, you yeah. know, so what we did was we pitched to use helicopters. Yep. So now we use a helicopter from the hotel. They land at a, a location. You know, we have a car staged there and it goes. Yep. And he was that client that turned those eight meetings. He literally was able to double his meetings because we provided a solution. It was a, very costly solution, but when you're when you're uh, a billionaire doing you know uh, big meetings, uh, trying to grow your company, squeezing in sixteen meetings versus eight is is a value yeah. of that service. Absolutely, one hundred percent. No, I I couldn't agree more with with any of all that, man. Like, and being able to come up with those solutions that aren't so like hardcore, like hey, we can do this better this way. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I think that those things also speak to your brand. Uh, then we'll get back on branding now. <laughs> that was a little bit, little rabbit hole there. But so why is branding important for the individual agent? Well, now we'll talk about two brands. There's, there's guys like you and I that are always putting content out. We're, yeah. we're, oracles, we're doing podcasts. And just, we're building that. And there's yeah. like, hey man, like, I don't want to do that. Well, your brand could just be as simple as having a professional LinkedIn page. Because right. when you apply for a job or you're maybe hired on as a, as a contractor to support a team, that's where they're going to look. That's their yeah. first impression of you. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why I think it's very, very crucial. Um, and, you know, it's one of those things too. It's like, hey, I'm the big bearded, you know, dude. Like, hey, trim it up. That, is that really going to work? in the corporate environment, if that's what you're shooting for, if you're working overseas, whatever, it's not a big deal, you know, yeah. client dictates, but, um, branding as simply that the brand starts should be a LinkedIn page and then share your thoughts and insights. When you see an article that really sits with you about security lading or, or travel or EP, share it. Yeah. And also, yeah, bro, on the articles, man, like demonstrate value, share articles that you think are solid because it says something about where you're at and, and you're con you're contributing, you're contributing to your little tribe of people who are following you on LinkedIn. And when people come to look at your page, they can see the types where your head's at based on what you're contributing. And then also like, and comment, man, like, like and comment on industry 
subject matter and subject and, and articles because other people are going to see what you have to say and you're hopefully going to be demonstrating value. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, I think that that's huge, man. And like, you know, get in the space and start making waves, you know, get in the space, start showing up in the space online of, of EP. I guess like for me, the reason it's important is because at the beginning of my career, I spent a lot of time with one client. Um, and I really am thankful to this client. I love this client, but a lot of the reasons I was the way I was with the client and there, um, was because I was married to that, you know, like I didn't know, I knew that I was 1% of the security industry and there weren't a lot of contracts like this around and I knew I didn't have access to them. So I was like married to this one client. <laughs> you know what I mean? And like, like I was like, if this doesn't work, I don't have anywhere else to go. I don't know anything else that's that, that, uh, or how to acquire any more clients. You know what I mean? Self-preservation, right? Like, right. You know, um, and so one of the reasons I believe it's so important to get your branding right is because when your branding is correct, you can find yourself in a position to have access to more clients, to have access to more details, to have access to more companies. Elijah Shaw, he's a perfect example of that type of branding. Like he owns his space, like what mm -hmm. you guys talked about, right? Yeah. You know, and that's just going to drive him more and more business and uh, that reputation gets passed down. So mm -hmm. when I when we first met, worked together, what, three, four years ago, mm -hmm. I applied, I got a call. Right. So the network's so small and it's so crucial to reach out and link up with guys and get them because you never know, you know, uh, you know. Who's going to call you? <laughs> I, met, I met L maybe two or three years prior to that, you know, and mm -hmm. we talked, we drive, we had a good time. And then three years later, I get the call and, you know, we, we were on that, those, those multiple trips every year together. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's the way things are run at rolling in this industry. It's uh, there's, there's, I think I've talked about it before, but good dude currency, <laughs> you know, like you, you, you hear for a, about a guy and your dude's telling you, yo, I got a dude, I got a guy, blah, 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 blah. And you're like, okay, 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 okay. But when he stops and he says, he's a good dude, bro. <laughs> he's a good, this one's a good dude. You're like, he's a good dude. All right, bet he's in, <laughs> you know what I mean? But yeah, it's like, he's one of us. And yeah, exactly. So this is the way I'll break it down. That's good because I'll say like, yeah, hey, I bring down two things. Like, hey, this guy's good, mm -hmm. and this guy's one of us. Yeah, like, yeah, that's true. You can survive after work or in our social circle that we have on our team, right? Our little culture where another guy, I'm yeah. like, you know, I will go do a good job. Um, but I think that's what we talk about, that fit. And yeah. brand is going to allow those managers or potential clients to see if you're a right fit for their family, for their company culture, for their corporation. Yeah. Like right now, um, I would probably struggle working for a hedge fund client in Atlanta, Georgia. <laughs> you know, that's uh -huh. the base, right? Uh, so it's just, it, it's, it's well, knowing your fit and looking the part that you're going after. So if you're yeah. working for, you know, a young billionaire client in, in Palo Alto, you know, you're probably blending in with his, probably wearing skinny jeans and bands and, you know, just when we first, this is a good part, uh, when we, the first detail I worked on with you when, when I went, went out to Dallas, you know, I was like, oh, you're fine. I'm like, hey, what is everyone wearing? Because I, I was going in blind, right? Right. So, guys, and, you know, I looked like at that time a, uh, an RE catalog, right? Mm -hmm. like, I'm out, you know, my cool uh, slack pants and, a, you know, a flannel and my, my Solomons, right? Yeah, yeah. 
there, and then you all you all roll up, and I, I'm like, oh snap! I'm like, I'm casual, but I'm sticking out. So yeah, when when we dropped the client, I went right on Amazon Prime and overnighted a pair of dark dark denim jeans, mm-hmm. uh, chucks, and then uh, I think it was like a a, a gray dicky button up that I fold up. So I was just like, boom! I was aware of what's yeah. around, me, so yeah. I didn't. Want, I don't want to be like, who's the new guy in the the bright green flannel, you know? Right, right. So no, yeah. that's and that that kind of like that's the that's the thing that's the flow is like what you're putting out there. Anything online, you're attracting your tribe, and you're gonna get what's in direct proportion to what you're putting out. You know what I'm saying? So like the type of content you're putting out. Uh, not that you have to be putting out high volumes of content, the types of things you're saying, the types of articles you're liking. If you're just a LinkedIn guy, um, the, way you, the way you look in your picture is so stinking big. You know what I'm saying? Uh, all these things you're putting out a message about your personal brand and people are going to be looking at that to see, does this guy's personal brand fit into my professional culture, my professional brand. And that's the question you want to answer for them before they ever see your LinkedIn page. You know, uh, that's, that's kind of the science. Um, and that's why I think it's so important is because if you can brand yourself well, now we have the internet where everyone's connected. It's not just the good old boys. Like, you know, we're, we're beyond, uh, my space now. You know what I mean? <laughs> when some of you and L and other dudes talk about how you guys, you know, used to roll on this, my space and, and we're putting yourselves out there back then, you know, it was like, what music is on your cover page on my space? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you know, it's, it's real. Um, and if you do these things right, you can attract the type of client you're looking for, you know, cause we all have a type, man. We all have clients. It's like dating. It's like dating. You know what I'm saying? Like I like a certain type. You are going to like a certain type based on where you are in your life at that time. You like a certain type. You know what I mean? Like, and it changes, you know, and, and you know, having your brand remember, you know, you bet your clients too, right? Yes. So you're going after the clients that you, you want to work for. And a lot of times clients, I've had clients, I'm like, you know, this is, this is not my lifestyle. I, I don't yeah. I'm out at 11 PM to 10 AM, you know, uh, cause they're, they're big partiers and stuff. And they're like, right. that's not my lifestyle. Right. And that's the, not the environment. So it actually building your brand and getting your experience in will allow you to be, to choose the proper client. So you can have, it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. Right? Yeah. Heck yeah. What do you, and, and no, nothing's below your level. And that's right. you guys are like, well, I only work for $500 a day. You know, I, I've had guys that, you know, called me here like, hey, dude, I have a client in town and like, you know, TNZ blasted out. Can you help me? I'm like, yeah, man, I'm free. Did I ask for money? No. But guess what? Right. I got to see how he worked, what made his client tick, how they roll. And I built experience on them, even though technically I have, you know, seven, eight years more experience than him. He needed help. I knew the area. I went out and guess what? And he goes, hey. You need something, my boys in my boys in Vegas, where he's here. So then that network just slowly starts building, and you yep. start that Rolodex yep. of agents. And like us, we started, but like for us, we, you know, for the last ten years, I worked. I didn't work for a company. I had four or five clients that I juggled mm-hmm. back and forth. You know, mm-hmm. so it wasn't like I was stuck with one. So when one client was done traveling, I'd maybe get a call and I'd pick up another one, and vice versa. And sometimes. I wouldn't get calls at all. So I'd have to go out and, and see who's doing what out there to um, mm-hmm. money in the pocket, to pay the get bills. stuff going. No, I dig it, man. And the thing too is like, 
in terms of building your brand, like there's the digital aspect of it, but then there's also the word of mouth aspect of it. You know what I'm saying? Like you may not have asked that guy, like what the compensation is for the cookie burger, but what happened? You built like some social equity with him. You know what I'm saying? And now in his head, you got good dude currency. You know what I mean? So he's going to be like, yo, Aaron's a good dude. And then you get a call like a year later. He's like, yo, I got something. I need your help, bro. This is a big one. This is how you build your brand. And now you got disciples out there, free marketing, people out there being like, yo, this dude, he was a good dude. I worked with him, had his stuff dialed in, zipped up. It was a great detail. I want to work with this guy again. Let's bring him in on what we got going on. And so every time you go to a detail, do a good job because you're building your brand. You're sending agents back out into the game that you want to want to work for you. You know what I'm saying? And then anytime you go to a course, this is so crucial. These cats are going to get to see the way you work. They're going to get to see the way that you are under stress and everything else. Do a good job. Those dudes are going back out into the game. You want them to want to work with you. That is those two things working on a new, a new detail, a fresh detail with new agents and going to schools, I think are two of the most important and kind of easy ways to build your brand. If you can, just do a good job, stand out, be default respectful. You know what I'm saying? And training is, your training should never stop. Yep. Because one, everything we do is perishable, right? But two, every time you train, you're training with other people trying to break in, other people that are seasoned practitioners. So then right. like this, you may have a seasoned guy that's like, hey man, you know, he's really squared away, he made a job offer. Or I went through a course where I hired a guy mm -hmm. and you know, on our team and he's, what, yeah, it's probably 12, 12, 12 years ago and now he's working for us now because I met him on that course, we worked together for a year and then we had to up and I'm like, you know, hey bro, you know, yeah. I, know I know he does eat and I, had, I didn't even talk to him for three or four years. Yeah, yeah. but networking at the courses and, um, and showing that you can perform, that you're dedicated, you're, you're investing money in yourself. Like mm -hmm. what I, I'm talking about, like, I don't back for the last those 10 years. I didn't go on vacation. I went right. to, you know, because I wanted to build my network. You know, that was, that was our social media back then is going to these courses. And there's nothing wrong with going to the same re refreshing yourself with the, go to a different EP school every year. Well, I've already been through that. Well, Hey, for me being a training manager, I want to see how curriculum's delivered, how it's articulated, how they're applying their training program. Cause everyone, we can, take the same curriculum and you, me and L can teach it. And it's going to be the same curriculum that's going to be delivered dramatically different because of our personalities. The way yeah. We our lens. Yeah. Lens, I like that. Yeah, man. No. And that's, that's really, it's, that's really huge, bro. Because like, I remember I was getting ready to go to a course a little while back. And one of my dudes was like, you ain't going to learn nothing from this dude. Don't go to the course. And I was like, look, bro, I'm not just going, first of all, I can learn something from anybody. I can learn something from anybody. But second thing I was thinking is like, I'm not just going here to like train homie. You know what I'm saying? I'm widening my sphere of influence. That's what I'm doing. And that one course has fed me more <laughs> than like, yo, I'm so glad I went to that course. There's so many things I'm able to do with my career right now because I'm the people I met during that course. You know what I'm saying? Um, so yeah, man, that's fire. What do you think about, um, why do you think so many practitioners don't put themselves out there? Like, uh, just maybe 
uh, fear, maybe um, worried about negative backlash on what they yeah. think on social media. Um, also, too, they just it may not just be in their DNA. They're uh-huh. a person, you know. Um, so, and it's not really like just putting yourself out there. It's just polishing it up. Yeah. Take, take of what you have online in regards to your personal Facebook page. It's your Instagram page um, mm-hmm. uh, or LinkedIn. But like right now, I follow this guy on um, Instagram, right? And yeah. uh, we know of each other and he's um, in Southeast Asia. And I see him post and talk a lot. But now when I'm seeing this page, I'm like, dude, everything, every time I see this guy post, He's training, he's out running, he's doing outdoor stuff. He's yeah, that, that's the game. But the great thing is, I know of this guy, I know he's in the industry, but like, now that I'm following him on that, like I see what he's doing on his personal life and yep. his lifestyle, I'm like, yeah, like me and that dude would probably get along really well. We'd probably work very well together. He's living the executive protection lifestyle, son. <laughs> <laughs> that is what's up. No, it's big. I've had... Some of the, the coolest details. I was at the last presidential inauguration. It was like the coolest detail I've ever done because of the branding and social media. You know, I know that there's a negative stigma attached to social media. You know what I'm saying? And I know that it's not in everyone's personality to like go balls out, run around in the world on social media, you know? Um, but I do think there's a lot to be said for it if it's done correctly, you know, and there's a thin line between doing it correctly. You're taking pictures and doing all this stuff yeah. while you're on detail and tagging, geotagging your location. You're so like wrong. My adventures of EP Air on Instagram, that's 13 years of pictures. Okay. So those, those details are, are done, gone, clients have moved on, and I don't have any pictures of clients, just locations, but... It's a lifestyle because it's a lifestyle and a legacy. So, you know, like I can look back and go, wow, man, we did, we did 24 countries in a year, one time, right. two a month, right? And I do, there's some guys I know that are doing 85 countries a year, right? Mm-hmm. So you got to capture, you know, part of that because also too, that kind of gives you a little bit, uh, um, it, it shows that you're out and about and doing great things, right? But yep. Posting your client, your location, or that time. So stuff I'm yeah. posting from over a decade ago. Yeah. But now I have enough content. That yeah. <laughs> that you can fire away for a while. OPSEC is huge. If you, like, you can't be breaking OPSEC. Like, <laughs> I will never post anything while I'm there ever. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, I guess we can go into do's and don'ts. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, the perception when you do post, you're like, oh, should he be working? It's like, bro, that, that, that pictures from like two years ago. I just yeah. left and repassioned because it, it's safe to do so, right? But also too, it's building your brand, showing that you're out there doing the work, you're hustling. You yep, know? validating your you validating you as a professional. And it's okay to delay that. But like right now, you know, I could if all these pictures I have, I could be posting them up on my Facebook or my LinkedIn as if I was doing it now, mm-hmm. two years ago, and nothing's important. But it's showing like, hey. Aaron's experience, why? Well, I've seen pictures of him working in, in Pakistan, then he's in Bogota, and then he's right. in North Africa, and then he's in Bulgaria and Europe, and you know he lived in New York. So I've seen pictures in there, so he know, he has a better lay of the land than we may have. So yeah. if you're a well-traveled agent, I think that's, you know, there's a lot of guys that are on details and they don't travel, and that's that's crucial to um, survive, because you know how it is when you, when you get, like I've gotten dysentery, um, mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, oh yeah. Hit my stuff and you know, yeah. so, but being experienced, so that could be a whole nother thread talking about how do you do advances and travel for an agent? So we can yeah. have travel uh, and they've got a client on travel. The most important is like, how do you travel? What's the difference of traveling and doing work in South America versus Africa versus mm-hmm. Southeast Asia versus, yeah. you know, yeah. uh, that's a, a big thing. So putting, putting yourself out there, showing pictures, not, um, you know, doing well, keeping your OPSEC. Yeah, man. Like no tail numbers. Don't, Ever show a tail number, dude. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, nothing in real time. Just a few principles to consider when you're posting your stuff. Nothing sensitive. No license plates, no tail numbers. Nothing in real time ever. Scrub your photos so there's no geotag on them. If you put a geotag on it, do it later on, like a year later. And then like the one I post last week, Istanbul. That's all it says. This dude was in Istanbul at some point. You know what I mean? And that was like four years ago. You know, I get people hitting me up all the time. Yo, how was the Philippines? Oh, it was tight. That was like five years ago, but it was tight, man. <laughs> you know, I enjoy uh, a life following Elijah. Like, yeah. You know, his, yeah. him and Jordan and, and you know, the Sandy's like, and, he, and the key thing is too, as part of branding is having that, that eye, capturing that moment. Yeah, that moment, man. Build, uh, uh, you know, build your profile and actually create a profile because you have great pictures, right? Mm-hmm. Or great videos. Yeah. What about um, how do you feel about photos of agents and clients? So this is the thing. Like, I'll see. Um, yeah. I, no. I mean, there's like, if you look on TMZ, you're going to, you're going to see me with, you know, people, but I don't go and repost those in training. I may use them for training material. Yeah. Um, yeah like, cause I know there's, I see some guys on LinkedIn. They're like, Oh, this was in the, in the client who's NFL ball. I'm like, oh, that's, that's a no, no man. Yeah. So, uh, that, that's, you know, if you have that, like I've found there's pictures on the internet with, with me with high profile clients that are pretty cool pictures, but that's for my personal stash. Mm-hmm. You know, that, um, you know, for me, but yeah, 100%, no, not on anything. You know? Ceasefire on that trash. Yeah, dude, like videos with me in them that like TMZ posted, but I didn't reshare them. I was like, yeah. you know, like that's, that, that's kind of cool, but I'm not going like, Hey, reshare, check everyone, check this out, everyone, you know? Yeah. I think that's another piece to the OPSEC thing. Like you might see pictures of me with like famous people. That's cause I ran into them in a Burger King. Yeah, and I was like, yo, this is the, you know, this is a good point, man. You know, and also, um, there are no pictures with me and my actual clients. Half the reason is because, you know, like when I'm sharing photos, I don't want you associating anything I share with an individual, with any individual. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, once someone thinks they know who your client is, then they can start everything you do must be doing it with that client and all this other stuff. And, you know, they start you know, postulating and hypothesizing, you know, so that's why I, I don't share any photos of me actually with my clients ever. Um, uh, and I think that's another piece to the OPSEC thing. Cause yeah, you know, I was, I was kind of kicking this around for a minute. Cause I was like, yo, these photos are public domain. You know what I'm saying? You moving with your client, it's public domain, you know, but I think a question that guys have to consider when it comes to branding and posting this trash is what's my client going to think if I'm, 
posting whatever I'm about to post, you know? And that's like a chief consideration if you want to stay in the game. What are other clients going to think when they look at my profile? You know, am I being respectful to their privacy and with their things and things like this, you know? And a lot of times too, you may, you know, it's, it's, you know, a lot of people are about selfies or getting a shot of them. Like, you know, my signature, it's my feet. feet (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm at a, I'm an airport. I'm, mm-hmm. at, so, so it's just it's a feat. So you know you're associated with location, but not a personal individual. But yeah, but, yeah. But I think we drove that home pretty good. Okay. If you were going to say there was like specific principles that make an executive protection agent successful, what would you say those principles were? Drive to be better every day. Okay. Um, you know that's the biggest thing. Like, what can I do better? Tomorrow, be thick-skinned. Yes. Like we talked about, if you screw up like your boss, you own it. Mm-hmm. If it doesn't happen again, be a team player. So um, I'll give you last example. The uh, detail we had, we had our, uh, our, you know, firefighter and our LE guy, right? T and, T and D, right? When mm-hmm. I first on, you know, everyone's like, hey, what's your backup when you do? It was just like, hey, we're coming on time. All they care about was getting this stuff done. And we worked that entire week until I found out that, you know, the high-ranking officer in the United States Marine Corps, you know, reserve, and I didn't, like, I fucking idiot. Like, because we were just working. We're so jogged. Because I don't, the key thing is, like, I don't care what your background is. I just care that you do a good job. Yeah, same awesome. here. Right? So then, you know, that's all I'm like, hey, man, because we're trying to, like, hey, I'm so I'm like, hey, let's get this thing rolling. We can, we can mash this up and, and uh, smoke and joke when everything's done. But, you know, now it's just do a good job. It doesn't matter what your background is, or where you come from. All I care about is what you do now. Yep. You dive with the team. Yeah. One hundred percent. Nothing is above. Above. So if you're getting paid, if you're a high end guy and you're getting paid, and someone needs help, and the budget's always this go. No, I I don't move for no less than X amount. You're wrong. <laughs> you have the wrong mentality. Budget. And you have the time, you don't know what opportunities that work in that detail, um, taking a cut or, uh, you know, giving up some school, uh, school sweat, and, yeah. you know, the practitioner out, you never know where that may lead. I have, right now, I've met guys that I'm like, blah, blah, and we knocked heads, we didn't dive, and 10 years later, I find out that they're going to be my boss. Oh, yeah. <laughs> now that does happen, because... And then, you know, when we met, I'm like, oh. he's like, hey, man. He's like, you were at with that at one time. I'm like, yeah, you were that. And he, he goes, I go, hey, man, I'm sorry. He goes, no, I was an asshole. I'm like, I was an asshole, too. So we had a fresh start, but that shit happens. So that's yeah, yeah. that maybe under you or you're not driving with later down the road, you may step, step into that door and you'll be sitting there interviewing you. Yep. Yeah, man. Default respectful, man. Uh, what would you say the hardest lesson you've learned? in the EP game is Aaron. <laughs> I had a lot of hard lessons. <laughs> Never underestimate luggage. <laughs> I like, I have a, a luggage reconciliation, man. But the key thing is, like you said, you know, the hardest, the hardest lessons when you screw up. Yeah. Um, I, one thing is if you're receptive, you're, that's never going to happen again. So ever. When I'm splitting up two clients and we're getting on one private plane and he's getting on the other, then my client, yeah. goes, hey, can you grab my iPad? And I'm like, where's your bag? 
Then I'm scrambling, calling the car, and I look, and his bag's on that plane getting ready to go to Europe, and I had to <laughs> go to the front desk, tell them to put that plane on hold, so he was on the taxi. Jesus, dude. They had to stop printing. <laughs> we had to run out, and I had to rip his bag out of the back compartment with them. Now, the oh! was pissed. My client was like, oh, you got my, he's like, oh, thanks. I'm gonna get fired. Oh my goodness! Like, this <laughs> but yeah, I'm just like, oh, thanks. Appreciate you finding that. So and, now, he probably, <laughs> and he probably was like, you didn't have to do all that, but thank you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and there's like a spot. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, you'll make those mistakes, but they'll like they'll ne- it'll never happen again. So like now I'm a bloodhound. I have a, a full luggage reconciliation sheet with with pictures and tags and like. Hey, snap pictures and you know if we're moving a lot of luggage like your sole purpose in this life on this detail is to man those bags you know so it's- yeah man it's funny how ep agents have this gear that they can switch on <laughs> over the dumbest things when you know you messed up and you're like <laughs> i hand it to l dude when we were out there uh the, the- <laughs> The wife took his his uh, bag on accident. Yeah, his uh, his speaking notes. Uh huh. Already halfway to meeting this venue that he's going to go on national TV. She has his speaking notes. She's going the other direction, and there was no way. Like there were two different meetings. Like so this was happening in slow motion. It was like when you when you drop her off, I'm pin dropping an Uber, and he had that Uber stop, threw it in there. That Uber was 10, 15 minutes behind us. I'm like that was the best brilliant idea to solve an issue because they couldn't come back to us. They were already, you know, going and there's no way we could have turned around. I had no one else to even try to retrieve it. So he's like, just pin drop an Uber and tech call the driver. And I'm like, and guess what? Got there. The client's got his notes. He went on national TV, did his bag. Like nothing happened. Yep, that and that's EP man making those plays, bro. Making those plays where the skin of your teeth turning water into wine, spinning hay into gold. Clients like, oh, cool, it's a slow Tuesday, thanks. And you're like, <laughs> well, I call it a, a, a skull sweat, dude. Where you're just yeah. like, oh, oh man, and just sitting there looking at the Uber, or just you know. <laughs> Getting taxed down the runway. It's so intense, bro. It's like the Truman Show, man. That's what it reminds me of, bro. The Truman Show. Um, what would you say is your most like proudest moment in this game? Example of, or you know, like when did you do something? And you're like, boom, that's what's up. <sighs> How long do you got? Just <laughs> my man. No, man, the key thing is, is just, um, you know, there's, there's always, I call them little victories. Uh-huh. So, you know, little victories is, you know, getting, you know, just catering to my client, making sure things don't happen and they're seamless. And, you know, one of my, yeah. clients, you know, a pretty undaunting uh, task was their, you know, TMZ had like a $200,000 bounty to get a picture of them at this location because they knew they were doing X, Y, and Z. So I did that whole trip without, getting, you know, I permitted paparazzi from that. So that was, that was a, you know, big task, but you know, the proud moment is man, is just providing service, being a good person, being honest with your client, work well with others um, and help others grow. So, and that's why um, I'm put, I've put myself out there 
the last, and I'm doing this truth about executive protection because if people can't learn from others' mistakes, mm-hmm. you know, and we joke about it, we just talked about two monumental mistakes that could have been detrimental to our clients, mm-hmm. right? But people are embarrassed to say they screwed up, but right. and live from that. That's why people are like, I don't touch luggage. I'm like, bro, that's the wrong answer. Luggage is one of the most important things. Like, you know, especially when your, your client has, you know, five Harry Winston turbulent watches that are worth a million dollars a piece. That bellman ain't touching that bag. That, Yo, that the lobby, you know, so, <laughs> uh, but yeah, my, my thing right now, my, my problem right now is, you know, what I'm doing on LinkedIn is, is getting relevant and real information out to those trying to break in the industry, those working in the industry. And I'm still, you know, if we all did that, uh, I think the industry would be a better place. We can find new ideas and ways to better service our clients and, and protect them and mitigate risk. 100% dude. No. And this luggage thing that you mentioned, it's real, bro. <laughs> PowerPoint. PowerPoint. <laughs> it's so real, bro. Like you forget a bag. Forget a bag. Forget to take a bag off the private. Just do it. Just try it once and see how your whole trip. <laughs> Yo, luggage will end your life in this game. Like, and it's a science because bags come up missing like like socks in the drying machine, man. <laughs> well, we had a we we were on the strip and I was with a I, I was setting up a, a new team. We had some new guys and uh, there was always that one guy where the client decides to walk out and. We're actually at the MGM Mansions, walk out. I tell this story in training. Mm-hmm. So all the cars are staged at the Mansions, walk around the strip. He sees Adidas. He walks in there, drops 30 grand in Adidas. Oops. We, we <laughs> probably, yeah, I, I would probably say like 80 bags, right? Uh-huh. And we had the family, so there was there was four of us there. And then I'm like, hey, man. All this is like, hey, start grabbing bags. And he goes, I don't carry bags. Homie, wrong answer. Yeah. So I go, hey man, before you tell me no, why don't you think and get on the phone and call the motorcade that's sitting right behind us at the mansions, have them do a slow roll. We'll grab the bags and throw them in and be on our way. How about that? Right. <laughs> like, it's just like, I, you know, it, it, don't be that guy. Like, oh no. Like, you know, I've dug in trash. I've dug in trash bins. <laughs> in trash bins. Like, I'm, you know, in trying to find something that a client accidentally threw away in the hotel and the hotel did it. And I'm digging through 200 <laughs> rooms of just garbage to find something, you know, and oh, it, I'm right there with you, bro. I've done all types of unspeakable. You guys want to do this job? This job is going to be finding trash, hunting down bags, hunting know, down cell phones, sweeping rooms. Oh yeah, man. Holding umbrellas sometimes, not holding umbrellas other times. You know what I'm saying? Uh, one, that's really EP stuff, bro. It's got to be a hashtag. That's really EP stuff, man. Uh, putting car seats in, wiping baby vomit off the thing. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's just like every time they're sitting down having this lavish thing, dude, you're like, mill, check. And it's like Marine Corps style. You're just, just, just you know, grubbing, like, you know? Yeah. So, give them the card before they even get you your food just in case they just get up and leave, you know? So too, man, so when we talk about a lifestyle, right? And they're like, yeah. hey, this is a lifestyle. When you have a CEO, that, a powerhouse CEO that's working 12-hour days, that means you're working 16 to 18 hours a day. Easy. Yep. You have to be up and on it minimum two hours uh, before your client. And when your client gets tucked in, then you're spending another two hours, uh, you know, yeah, 
prepping for, for the next day, getting vehicles um, clean and gassed up and, and coordinate or running out and doing advances at late at night so we, we know the routes. So we've done that, right? After a 12-hour day, we're like, yeah. got to turn in. Well, no, let's run this route. Let's run this route one more time. So yeah, in and out. You know what I'm saying? And then run that route, baby. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, make a night of it, pimp. You know, we've done it. No, it's the truth. What would you say? And guys, this is one of the last few questions. What would you say to anyone who wants to get into executive protection? Message to those guys trying to break into the game. Put yourself out there, network. Um, be open-minded. Be humble. Whatever you learned in a school is a baseline. So, yes. so you go through a 30-day program, which I – agree 100%. Everyone's like, oh, the state, the Secret Service or State Department model, no one goes in 12-man formations or four more uh, five-car motorcades. I'm like, well, actually, we do. But the yeah. thing is, you got to learn the big scale of things So, because you, you can scale down. It's harder to scale up. So once you learn that baseline, that's just a baseline, man. When you get into a detail, they're going to dictate on how their routine SOPs, yeah. are. So it's just like be open-minded and go like, well, I, I, I got to be next to the client. I'm like, if we're in a private meeting and we've already advanced it, there's no reason. And also, too, space, defining space with the client will get you fired in a nanosecond. So understanding who your client is, yep. if it's well-known, and dictate that that space. And for your, for all you solo practitioners there, like, well, if I'm one guy, how do I do it? It's based off of risk. I'm going to float like a little satellite to cover any potential we're walking. If there's a corner that's dead space, yep. I walk in front of them. I'm not behind them in the AIC because we've already passed through. So, you know, get those skills, but let you know when you get on this detail, it's not what it, uh, you probably will use in training. You, you know, your rivals yeah. and the some of your motorcade techniques, but yeah. just be open-minded and, um, you know, shut your mouth, open your ears, listen, absorb, and, uh, and find a mentor, man. Find a guy, uh, that can that can help build those steps. Like right now, if I tell everyone right now, if I'm mentoring eight thousand people that are on uh, like executive le- executive protection lifestyle, my mentoring tip: get LinkedIn and get some uh, solid. Get LinkedIn and get some solid training. Is that what you said? Soft skills. Sorry, soft skills training. Because skills. You're selling security, you're selling a service. So it's all about the pitch um, and how you converse and and if you can, you know, have an intelligent conversation with a high end client if one should arise, you know, mm-hmm. know your client, know their hobbies, uh, which saved me on a, you know, I talked about it before on a, a three hour flight. Like I knew he was into to, to wine and, and whiskey. So that saved me. So I, I was able to shift that conversation to something I could really, that I'm passionate about, which is wine mm-hmm. uh, and articulate and have a, a, a good conversation with him without looking like a knuckle dragger or whatever, you know? Yeah. Or like you're trying to kiss up to him. Yeah, you said a few things that were like ultra important, dude. Like, yeah, like time with the client close to the fire. It's like the most dangerous thing you can have. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like you got to be on your game, son. You know, and you really need to, I suggest going back to episode three or four when I talk about 48 laws of power. There's just certain rules you just better abide by, you know what I'm saying? Because you step somewhere you you didn't mean to step, and they're forever going to be like, yeah, that guy likes the Lakers, and I hate the Lakers. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I, there's just, it's it's a whole other conversation. But, yeah, the time you spend right next to your client, I'd say is some of the most dangerous time you spend in this game because, you know, social dynamics. The other aspects of the social dynamics is, 
you got to be able to fit in with the team. Essentially what you said, you know what I'm saying? The social dynamics with the client and the social dynamics with your team. Don't act like you know everything. In fact, show up with an empty cup. Um, and I would agree with that 100%, man, and just be a sponge because when you get on, you said at the beginning of this interview, you were talking about the dynamics that make every single detail different. And it's, it was like threat level, culture, and something else. What was that? That's, that was fire, bro. <laughs> yeah, so, well, it was company culture, um, what we call it the ecosystem company culture, the, uh, you know, the level of threat, the environment you're working in as a family because right now you know you're doing your job. Right. You know? when you don't have to be around the client. I call it unrelated. Yep. I call it like the security bubble, but I'm mm-hmm. running So it's like, hey, we're in an area. I got this piece locked down, so guess what? I don't even have to be near the client. Right. Your freedom, your space, they don't feel like they're being, you know, overwhelmed. You know you're doing your job well. And mm-hmm. and yeah, and if you're on a, on a detail working for a team, um, you know, there's, there's that long game of not – the client really knowing who you are, but knowing your face when they roll up and they're getting out, they're kind of lost and they see you, they go, Oh, there's oh, our follow that guy. You know? So it's like, have that professional space. So big tip is be friendly, but don't be friends. Boom. Boom. <laughs> be friendly, but don't be friends. Be, don't be a buddy guard. What is it? Be close enough to protect, but not close enough to be introduced. <laughs> you know? Um, like it depends on your client, but like if we take a hundred, the Fortune 100 CEO list, and I put it up there, you would people won't even recognize probably ninety percent of them. Right. So it's, not, it's it's not assuming doom unless they're big in you know if they're very recognizable. That's a different thing. But most of the time, I've had clients you know billionaires that no one knows who they are. I'm just right. there to mitigate risk to make sure they're, they're not getting lost, getting point A to point B, and if they need anything, we're there, right? So exactly. there's that big difference. Now, when we do work with some of our clients and they're big in, you know. On their face, their face client. And then they, they do a, a, a live feed. <laughs> now that's something that, how do you deal with that? Oh, please. <laughs> information everywhere. And it's like, it's like oh, what's that movie, Pitch Black? when like they turn the lights on and people are like, and all the little creatures are like coming towards the client and they're like looking over and it's just, yeah, man. So sometimes, you know, that, that, uh, that media comes, comes from your client. He's going to live his life, do his thing. So now you're just yep. like, great. Now a hundred thousand people are going to see him speak tomorrow know where he stands. So now we're really on point because we're going to tell him, okay, we got to switch hotels. Yeah. No, no, you're not. <laughs> now you gotta be on point. Now you gotta do your job. Now my, you know, now I'm not having breakfast in my room. I'm having it down in the lobby, seeing what's going on, doing my patrols. So a lot of you guys, when you're getting in hotels, a lot of guys are like, clients in this room. Um, I'm good. I'm hanging out. No, like I get up there early in the morning. I, I do a patrol around the, the hotel, um, and 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 find that baseline of what what the what's the normal. Room, yeah, what's what's normal, so we can do our jobs. You know, so it doesn't. Mm-hmm. It never stops just because the clients in the the room. Yeah, 100%. Nah, man, that's what's up. That's that's good gouge for now, brother. Uh, but yeah, man, just summing up this this whole branding thing, though, man. Um, yeah, put yourself out there on LinkedIn if you're not a big social media guy. That LinkedIn is your online resume, you know? Um, you know, there's something to be said for the quiet professional. I dig it. I respect it. If that's your thing, that's your thing. 
I think now the guys that are going to have uh, first pick of a lot of the litters are going to be the ones that can do this first branding piece right, do it well, which is get your digital resume ready, get on LinkedIn, make yourself look professional, showcase different skill sets that are applicable to a wider array of things that are more relevant to executive protection rather than PSD or military or whatever you're hunting for. Remember that what you put out is what you're going to get back, you know? Um, and if you're, you know, you work, you know, PSD in a high threat environment, you have a cool guy gun pick, right? Yeah. If that's your environment that you're working in, you're going after, that's fine. But if you're trying to transition into corporate or private sector protection, that is not, that. that's too aggressive. It's too military. And for a lot of you know, like the new corporate space and realm is completely different than EP. Executive protection is not what it was uh, in the 80s and 90s. Like, mm-hmm. No. We're progressing. Uh, companies are very more aware of their their culture within their organization, and you have to blend in and jive with that one hundred percent. Yeah, one hundred percent. And you know, you want to you want to get some eyeballs. Go on ahead and go to the places where people are in your industry. Go to some EP groups. Get an executive protection lifestyle group. It's the largest, fastest growing EP group on Facebook right now, I believe. Um, and get in there. Like, comment, share things. Demonstrate value. Ask intelligent questions. Show up on other people's content. Ask them intelligent questions. You know, and 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 just show that you're interested and you're all about this life. You know, and. Um, I think that's like a really a great starting point for building a brand in a professional way in this game. Knowledge, knowledge drop, dude. Those knowledge. <laughs> Solid, so, I mean, you're doing good, bro. This, this is great. People, uh, I know they're, they're getting a lot of takeaways from it, from, you know, messages. And um, yeah, so keep up, keep up the drive, dude. I appreciate you having me on and, and doing this. So, you know, we can uh, get on again because I think the next one uh, later on, I want to talk about advances. We can. Hey, yo. Yeah, Aaron's been our advanced guy for a while on one of my details, and he does some solid trash. So we're going to have him back on for that for sure. Yo, where can they find you, bro? And what are you up to now? You kind of talked about that, but where they, where can they find you? Where are you sending everyone? Uh, well, I, from for the EP stuff, um, just go to my LinkedIn because that's my professional page. My, my, my Facebook page is kind of like my personal life and all that stuff, and I'll still get messages, but – when you message me on Facebook, it goes to my other box and a lot of times I don't see it. So connect with me on LinkedIn. Uh, when you connect with me, um, you know, and see the stuff that I'm posting all EP related. And also, you know, I do, if you do have questions, I do post and obviously executive protection lifestyle. So you can put your comments in there. But the key thing is like my network right now, if you connect with me, then you can see the 8,000 security professionals and practitioners that I'm connected with um, internationally. So that's what's up, man. That's where it's at. I'm going to go look at your LinkedIn page and make sure it's tight <laughs> and probably get some ideas for upgrading mine too at the same time, bro. I got, I got to update. I got to do a summary too. That's one of the last things, but I think I have like a, a platinum rated account because I've written so many articles, you know, and write what you're, yeah. you know, write what you're passionate about. So it's like, cause right now, like if I, if I went into, you know, writing about wines that can maybe give people ideas or they can read stuff to help if they do get, ask a question about a client about, you know, wine or, or whatever. So even if you're a security guy, write about your passion. If it's um, <clears throat> mountain climbing, all that stuff, that's right about. 
Yeah. And it's good to write about stuff outside of just, you don't have to just write about EP, you know, showing that you're a well-rounded person is also good. So boom, Aaron, it's been an honor having you on here, man. Thanks so much for your time, brother. Looking forward to catching up with you on the next detail, brother. Boom. And to support this podcast, go to executiveprotectionlifestyle.com and contribute to our Patreon account. That Patreon account is what helps me make this podcast possible, contributing to this brand, what we're doing here, making it so that I can bring better guests on, making it so that we can plan more events and just expand the contribution to the private security industry and also to make an America a safer place by teaching people how to protect themselves and the mindset behind that, the lifestyle behind that. You guys are already killing it, $1 a month, $5 a month, 10 bucks a month, 20 bucks a month, whatever you can do that you know you would probably just lose in the mattress anyway or spend on McDonald's. Hey, you want to put it towards something that's going to good use? Put it towards a podcast and get involved in our, our Patreon account at executiveprotectionlifestyle.com. And if you want to find me, that's byronrogersmotivation.com. Um, you know, do whatever you can, contribute whatever you can to that Patreon account because it makes all of these things possible, ladies and gentlemen. So much love. Thank you, thank you, thank you, and thank you for making those contributions. You guys rock. We're already doing amazing there, and it's just because of you guys. So thanks once again for those contributions. Boom. I hope you guys enjoyed that episode of Executive Protection Lifestyle Podcast. This whole entire thing actually just started off as a Facebook group that blew up and is one of the fastest growing, if not the fastest growing executive protection uh, Facebook group online. So if you haven't joined the Facebook group, join the Facebook group. Uh, Follow us on Instagram and check us out at executiveprotectionlifestyle.com. If you want to find me, that's byronrogersmotivation.com and I'm on all the social media platforms, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook as well. So until the next podcast, y'all, stay sharp out there. And as I say it, one mind, many weapons. Talk soon. Out.